Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 New Jersey, the final. We welcome you back here to KeyBank Center. Sabres and Devils going at it tonight, and New Jersey... Gets it done, a two-goal victory. This we welcome you back here to the press box. Highly energetic game for both teams. I thought there was a lot of effort and energy. The speed of the New Jersey Devils, seeing it in person for the first time this season, very, very impressive from start to finish for sure. Uh, the first five minutes of the game, New Jersey looked outstanding, even though there were no goals scored in the first period. I thought the Sabres adjusted pretty well and seemed to be able to get their game going in the second half of the first period. Uh, but New Jersey in the second period ended up with the three tallies that ended up being enough for them. Hughes, Boquist, and Tatar score in the second period. All the scoring came there. Olofsson had Buffalo's goal there. Uh, but in the third, if Buffalo was going to make it a game, and they did, I thought in terms of their effort, the first two minutes was a golden opportunity. Alex Tuck came flying in on his opening shift just missed the net then jack quinn hit a post then kyle laposo hit a crossbar and you know by the time that was were done you're sitting here saying man out of those three really high quality opportunities if just one of those had gone in obviously maybe it plays out differently uh rasmus Dahlin had a great move in front couldn't get it in uh, then the Sabres had the puck in actually in the net toward the end. The referee blew it dead. Two different things going on there. Uh, you can't shove the goalie in, but at the same time, he didn't have the puck. So I could see maybe why the Sabres were a little upset. Of course, if you go back to period two, remember at that point Tyson Jost actually scored, jamming in the puck on the side of the crease. The officials blew it dead. So in some sense, if you want to be upset, you could. Sabres scored twice with neither of them counting. However, you know, the referee doesn't see it. It is what it is. It's just one of those nights where I don't have a lot to be negative about with what Buffalo did. I just uh, want to say that, it, you know, impressive of what New Jersey did. And probably them on being on top at the end of the night feels right in terms of what we watched. But I thought Rob was right. I thought both goaltenders were very good. Craig Anderson, yes, lets in a stinker. But he faced 44 shots, was very busy, and made some monster saves in the third to at least keep it alive for Buffalo. He ends up making 41 saves uh, and picked up third-star honors uh, in this one tonight. Uh, the Sabres will continue their homestand Monday night. They've got the Tampa Bay Lightning in town. We'll have it for you at 7 o'clock right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. So Paul coming up in the room with player reaction and speaking of that, let's do that now. Live to the room, Rasmus Dahlin with Paul. 
Thanks, Brian Rasmus. Uh, the effort certainly was there for you guys. They, they're a tough team. I mean, they made it tough to get through them. Uh, what, what makes it so difficult to try to get through them? Uh, yeah, they're pretty fast and um, they're good defensively. They uh, shut down in the in their neutral zone. And, um, but we played good. We had our chances, and uh, uh, it was a close game. Um, so next time, uh, uh, we know what to do. But what allowed you guys to, to start getting your game and handling their pressure better? Uh, we, first time we played them, so we kind of um, saw what they did, and uh, we kind of adjust, and um, we came out. And sometimes uh, we played in their end uh, a lot of minutes. So, I mean, overall, it's a pretty good game, but uh, we couldn't we couldn't score today, and uh, that was the case. With that kind of pressure, is it speed that will beat it? Uh, yeah, uh, same, you got to play simple. Um, aerials and uh, use the glass sometimes when, when they're on top of you and uh, they were good in the neutral zone so uh, when we figured that out we had, uh, we, had uh, we had some really good chances. Could you believe he made that save in the third? It looked like he had a goal there. Who? When you spun when you spun and oh, he made yeah. that save it looked like he had a goal there. Could you believe he made that save? Uh, yeah it was a good save. Um, I'm, I'm not used to those situations so uh, if, that, if that was a forward he probably uh, would put it high but uh, yeah, good try, but uh, good save. Thanks, Rasmus. Rasmus Dahlin on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Rasmus Dahlin, I thought very, very good tonight, as he usually is. Played 27.05 of ice time. Led the Sabres with shots on goal with five. Uh, doing what he always does best, bringing the puck up, creating offense. Had a glorious opportunity. I mean, in the third there, I mentioned the tuck chance right away. Quinn the post, a post with a crossbar. Darlene the great move in front. Uh, later, you know, with this goaltender pulled, the Sabres had some good looks too. Couldn't get it in. All right, down to the room. Vinny Hinnestros alive with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Vinny, uh, effort wasn't a question. I mean, you guys had the effort and, and went. It just seemed like they're, they're a very relentless group uh, coming at you. Yeah, I think uh, I felt like we started pretty good. Um, I think we worked really hard, but... Uh, we couldn't get the goals we wanted. Um, we need to try to produce more um, stuff in front of that. And um, yeah, I think uh, we played pretty well, but uh, there's some stuff we need to clean up. What does it take when a team does pressure you like that? What does it take to beat that pressure? Yeah, I think it's just uh, simplify the game. Um, don't rush up the ice. Be there for your teammates. Uh, support them um, just to relieve the pressure. And then uh, once you do, we can move up the ice and get it behind their D. Did you have to figure it out for a bit? I mean, it seemed like you had more chances in the offensive zone as the game wore on. Yeah, I think uh, it took us a little bit to get to our game. Um, obviously, the last two games we started um, really well. And uh, I think uh, today, I thought the energy was there at the beginning. which just took us a little time to get to our game, uh, get some offensive zone possession. Thanks, Vinny. Yep. Vinny Hinestrosa on the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Vinny Hinestrosa tonight. 10.46 of ice time, a plus one as the Buffalo falls by a 3-1 to one margin. So up next is Tampa. That'll be Monday at 7 o'clock. We'll have the game for you right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Okay, for at this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship in Buffalo, more postgame coming up. We'll have Don Granado's postgame comments. Paul Hamilton's take, highlights and stats all coming your way. Final score from downtown Buffalo, New Jersey 3, Buffalo 1. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
first quarter. Oh, right there, Dan Dunleavy on the call with your save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 3-1 New Jersey, the final. We welcome you back here to the press box inside KeyBank Center. I'm Brian Colziel here on the post-game show. We're going to get to our play of the game now, and it's the game winner for the Devils. 5:47 into the second, just after Tyson Jost appeared to score, but they took the goal off because the official lost sight of the puck and blew it dead. Devils seem to kind of get the uh, crowd out of it here. They take the lead, and it's the game winner. Boquist putting New Jersey up 2-0. Again with a cross-ice pass, and Zetterland will put it down towards the corner. Picked up by Samuelson. He lost an edge. Puck comes in front. Anderson, it goes open over him and in the net. Jesper Boquist with the puck that somehow finds a way over Anderson, and it's 2-0 New Jersey. There's your play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Devils win it, down to Don Granado now live. They've got a lot of swagger right now, and, and uh, you know, they, they, their defense, I thought, was pretty dominant pretty early. Um, denied our exits, denied our movement, you know, out of our end quick, and that put a little bit of uh, extra pressure on us where their forwards could take advantage of of uh, some of the forced uh, mistakes, but I thought their D was, and their D is. That's a that's a that's a very very good group of defensemen, uh, and that's why they're uh, they're tough to, to to penetrate even moving up the ice. Um, so we our, our guys haven't faced that to, to that extent. Um, they were. In my assessment, a little bit uh, or a lot surprised, but I also felt we didn't have guys playing their game. I thought, you know, Dolls and Sammy didn't look good, didn't look like themselves right out of the gate and fought it early. Uh, and then you do that against a very good hockey team that has their a little bit of swagger right now. It makes it makes it more challenging. Uh, I liked our fight to find our game and our fight to uh, through it. I think this is a, a game that uh, will absolutely make us better uh, as a result. You mentioned fight, Don. That's a game that could have gotten away from you guys just based on their pressure. Turnovers could have led to even more against. But the way that the group handled it and being able to still make a game out of it, you had a lot of posts in the third period. What does that tell you just about the response and just where they're at You know, after you know a difficult stretch that you guys had? Yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, The way they played, you could have got run out of the building. Um, any team could have tonight. Um, you know they're they're a team that's that's feeling it right now, and I give our guys credit. Andy was Andy was great. Uh, he looked like an experienced number one goaltender in there many times, um, and and I like I said I, I know our guys didn't feel good. I could tell by the way they did things at the very first shift, just the way they went back for a puck and, and and what they did with it. It was like Oof, we we might be in for one right now. Um, and so for us as coaches, we wanted to see him compete and work. And um, we were able to elevate that. The goal that uh, Olofsson scored, Middlestead Olofsson, was just a complete foot race. And, and that's what we needed. We needed to start winning, winning, concentrating on battles, winning battles. And um, we still were just disjointed, never got in a rhythm. But the battle level was better, and we needed to see that uh, above all else. And, and so, you know, um, 
but not enough, not enough out of the gate. And, and like I said, this is I think this is going to be a it's a good uh, good game for us to take and, and learn from and make a, make sure we're better because of it. Did you guys get frustrated a little, maybe? And I'm, what I'm thinking of is, you know, you'd come up ice, you'd get in the zone, gain the zone, and then try to force a pass through what what they were what they had set up there and then they would just knock it down and, and go the other yeah. way was that starting to get frustrating yeah you know, i think we we had hoped for i mean you score 13 i think we had 13 goals the last two games if i'm not wrong and it's almost one of those games where you feel like you're just going to show up and score and and you learn really quick at the outset of that game that oh my gosh we we, we got to work hard we forgot that component to it uh the work ethic and compete and you know that that was the difference, and then you're reeling in the game and trying to get back to that, which meant you didn't prepare mentally the right way. And when that happens, you give up a pretty big edge to your competitor, which is what I saw tonight. Uh, and and it was uh, a fight just to survive and, and and hang in there. Obviously, in the third, it, it, you know we could have got we could have got a couple breaks and got back into it, but you know the the, the first. The first two, uh, we were so far uh, from getting to our game that, um, yeah, you have to learn from it. Coach, two and nine in games where you're trailing by one in the third period. What's the conversations like during those games, and what's your expectation of the effort team as far as those type of games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, trailing in the NHL is a challenge for every team. The winning percentage for teams trailing going into the third is not is not high. Um, like I said, our, our our battle level absolutely rose in the third, um, but uh, not an ideal spot to be in just to st- statistically throughout the league. And you know when it happens, you just gotta you gotta fight. Could we get an explanation on the last No, because it uh, is not reviewable by the officials under two minutes. So under two minutes, it, it goes to uh, to Toronto. So they didn't have an exclamation. An explanation on it. Thank you, guys. Okay, there's Sabres head coach Don Granado. His press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Energy Services, specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. All right, so there's the explanation of what we were wondering about how that puck ended up going in um, in that final minute there when there was that big schmozzle in the crease. Uh, yes, you can't shoved the goalie in across the line, but the puck wasn't under him. He was off to the side, and the devil player actually in the crease there. I don't know if that was Smith or Marino, but one of them shoved it in. It was clearly that it went in, um, so it was the review had to come from Toronto, and it didn't get it. A week of weird reviews across the league. If you've, uh, ironically enough, watched Toronto Maple Leafs games, they've had some calls that were quite mysterious i'm not saying tonight was a night that the sabers were jobbed in any way but they did score two goals that didn't count tyson joe scored one in the second period he's jamming away in the side of the net it goes in clearly referee lost sight of the puck blew the whistle dead uh then of course it uh, goes in there at the final minute and don granado not able to necessarily challenge it because of what he said under two minutes it all goes to the league offices in toronto Time now to get our first response from the fans, brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. 
All right, some reaction coming in here tonight. You can always send me your thoughts on Twitter at Brian WGR. Zach writes in and says, when does the pain of this losing end? He goes, I get they're a young team, they're growing, but on what is going to feel like maybe 12 years of missing the playoffs, he says it hurts just so deeply as a diehard fan. There are some positives, but hurts to see with continuous losing. Yeah, I mean, tonight it's a painful night because the effort and the energy was there. I mean, they had 34 shots. The shot attempts were a near 50. Like, you figure, okay, it, it was a night that maybe they deserve better, but I, I'm i going to feel like what you know the feeling I have on this game tonight is more so a credit of what New Jersey did than maybe what Buffalo didn't do. The Sabres maybe didn't handle the New Jersey pressure at times very well, but I think overall, I was, I'm sitting here saying New Jersey deserved a win with, just with how impressive they are. I mean, if you've been following their story this season, they start off poorly, well, maybe 0-2 or 0-2-1 or whatever they were, 0-3. Fans in New Jersey are chanting, fire Lindy, fire Lindy in the crowd, and then all of a sudden they rattle off a 12-13 game winning streak, and they're chanting, sorry Lindy, and then Lindy even admits to saying, admits to saying yeah, I heard it. I accept their apology in classic Lindy fashion. And, uh, yeah, now they're the best team in the Metro and look like one of the best teams in the league. Of the teams we've seen in this building this year, I thought the Sabres were better than the Bruins the night that they lost to the Bruins. They just could not beat Keith Kincaid. You know, there's another story about the Sabres not beating backup and third-string goaltenders. Um, I thought Vegas was very impressive. Eichel that night was flying. They look legit for sure. Uh, there's not too many other teams that have been in here when the Sabres have lost that I've said, yes, that team is definitely better than Buffalo. This one tonight, New Jersey, like out of all the home games so far, I feel like this is the team that I've been really most impressed with for sure. All right, we're going to have Paul Hamilton here in just a little bit. Let's get you the three stars now. Craig Anderson gets star number three honors, 30, uh, 44 shots. He makes 41 saves. Nico Heischer, star number two, and Jack Hughes. Ends up getting a goal tonight. He is star number one. Jack Hughes, the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Get to the stats in a moment, but Paul Hamilton is ready down in the media room for his final thoughts. Paul, I was just saying, I don't have really much of a problem with Buffalo's effort and energy tonight. I thought they brought it. I just, I was more so and really impressed to seeing what New Jersey did and how they were able to earn their win tonight. Yeah, I thought it was almost more of what New Jersey did other than and not what Buffalo didn't do. Um, I, I thought the Devils were excellent. And, you know, what Don Granato said, uh, Buffalo, his players didn't realize what they were in for. This is the type of team and the type of pressure they haven't seen before. And it was obvious, you know, that they hadn't. Um, and they did get some chances. It, it took them a while, but, you know, in the first period, they couldn't break it at all. I mean, the first five minutes of the period, I think it were six shots by the Devils. The Sabres never left the zone. Uh, they were in their own zone. They didn't know what to do with it. Or every, and, and the frustration of when they did get it into the zone, they would try to force passes. Jeff Skinner especially was very frustrated. Uh, you know, he would gain the zone, stop, and then try to force a pass through two Devils. And every single time it was just getting picked off and New Jersey would go the other way. It was just the pressure that... You know, they couldn't handle on that. And, um, you know, I agree with Don Grinnell. They'll learn from it. It's a special type of pressure that you see that, um, 
the Devils coaching staff, you know, has been able to develop and it's done them very well with a 17 and four record. There's no question about that. So, uh, you know, you look at that and the Sabres aren't the only team they've done this to. I mean, they've won 14 of the last 15 games. And in the end, I mean, Buffalo had a chance to make it close. I mean, Kyle Oposo hit a crossbar. They had some chances. The the scouting report must have been shoot high on this guy because they had some gorgeous chances that they put over the top of the net, um, many of them. And, you know, they hit the crossbar. So, they, you know, they had chances to be able to score some goals. But, um, you know, a lot of it was high. They couldn't, uh, you know – get it through uh the reason i that that last goal didn't count you can't push the goaltender into the net you know like they did now the puck appeared at first i thought marino might have put it in with his glove but the puck was already over the line when he hit it with his glove so that meant you push the puck into the net with the goaltender you can't do that so that's why, you know, Toronto didn't overturn that, a rule on it, and uh, the play just continued. And you didn't see Don Granado arguing or anything like that. I think he knew that too. Yeah. Paul, if there was going to be a moment where maybe the Sabres legitimately had a chance to either get back in it or maybe have an opportunity to get this tied late, it was early third. In the first two minutes, Tuck goes in all alone with a nice move, just misses the net on his backhand chance. Then Quinn hits the post, and then Oposo hits the crossbar. You mentioned that as part of your talk there about shooting high. But even through the first 40 minutes where we thought New Jersey was still the better team, like right there, three golden opportunities. If just one of those goes in, the third obviously maybe plays out different. Yeah, exactly. And and to show that they did work through it, I, I wouldn't question the effort at all in this game. Uh I thought they had effort. Now, Don Granados talked about how a couple of the guys like Darlene and Samuelson maybe didn't have their game, but they got it. I mean, look at that move Darlene put on, and it's amazing he didn't score. The puck was just laying there in the crease and cleared by uh, the Devils defenseman to get it out of there. But Buffalo did, by the end, have 34 shots. Halfway through the game, the Devils were on a 55-shot pace, and the Sabres were way behind them. So they stuck with it, you know, and, and fought to get to their game. Um, what it made sense, you know, when I was think, when I was walking down thinking about the game and stuff, and what Don Granada was talking about made a lot of sense. They weren't ready for what they saw because they haven't seen it by any team all year the way the Devils play. Um, you heard Don Granada talk about it this morning that it's like facing the Florida Panthers of last year. Well, what's this? What's the connection there? Their head coach is now an assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils and Andrew Burnett. You know, and, and you know, Granada was talking about that, you know, it, it, it with us uh, in the morning skate. So when, when you put two and two together, that's why they play a lot like the Florida Panthers did last year because you've got the Florida Panthers coach on that coaching staff. So I, I, I agree. It was just more of what's this type of a thing and more than – and. and now the coaches do go over the other team and they go over their tendencies, but this might be something you have to experience more than see it on tape uh, with, with the way they did it. But in the end, as I said, Buffalo got 34 shots, which tells me they were fighting through it throughout the game even though things weren't going their way. Paul, how about Craig Anderson's night? He was very busy. 44 shots, 
Kept a minute in the third. I know fans are going to get on him for the third goal, but what did you think of his night overall? And that's the thing. He makes 43 saves. He was spectacular at times, robbed him at times. But in the end, you got to stop that third goal because that puts it away with the way the Devils are playing. If you're 2-1, to one, a fluke goal could go in, something could go in, and it's 2-2. Two, two. But once it becomes 3-1 and, and you let that one in, I'm not going to put the second goal on him. I mean, uh, Samuelson blew a tire behind the net. Jersey gets the puck. All of a sudden, it's up in the air, and it's rolling down his back. So I'm not going to get too excited about that one. You want him to stop the third one, but overall, he made a lot of really, really good saves at point-blank range of the 43 saves that he made. Paul, thank you so much for your work tonight. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here Monday with the Lightning in town. Take care, guys. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton here on our postgame. 3-1 New Jersey. I was surprised that Anderson played tonight. Not necessarily saying he played poorly by any means. I mean, Paul, I think, said it right. Look, I, I think overall, I mean, you look at the numbers and the pressure, he played well, but that goal that goes in, like, when your team only scores one, it really feels like a bad goal, for sure. And maybe we're just still sitting here talking about a 2-1 loss, maybe if he doesn't let that one in. But uh, clearly maybe, you know, the strategy down the stretch changes a little bit there. Um, Don Granado, in some sense, is tough to predict with his goalies. He says, we want to play Anderson on rest. The intrigue of Lukanen is there. And this is where this <laughs> this is where I think this season is tough. They're better, so you want to have every decision made be based upon the fact of what gives you the best chance to win tonight. But in the same sense, there's always the intrigue of, well, don't we want to kind of see what Lukanen's all about? So, like, there's a little bit of, still a bit of that piece. Can you have both at the same time? Now, maybe Lukanen still gives you the best chance to win. Maybe Lukanen lets up five tonight. Who knows? Um, can you really have both? And I think that's what is going to happen a little bit this year, and I'm not necessarily making excuses for the team, but you're going to see these young guys play. You know, there's going to be nights where, where Jack Quinn or J.J. Paterka or Dylan Cousins or some of these other guys maybe don't look good. I love, by the way, that line of how they've looked so far. But there's going to be times where playing these young players might end up not being, quote, the best way to win the hockey game. But I still think seeing a lot of these young guys play is, is going to also do what you want, too, which is long-term development, get real answers on guys that maybe you're not quite sure about. You know, Lucan and I think fits in that category for sure um Samuelson has been a rock for the Sabres when he's been healthy I didn't think tonight was his best effort he obviously fell on a goal I mean there's nothing you can do about it there but in general he just seemed kind of out of sync and I want to again I want to credit the Devils for that I think they were very very good in that I'm not going to sit here and rip into Samuelson or Darlene or other players that maybe Don Granado didn't think had their best tonight I think I'm going to put it more on how good New Jersey was. Now, tough thing again. You've got more divisional opponents coming in. Tampa and Detroit are your next two opponents. And in the standings, these are teams that are in front of you. Detroit's in third. Tampa's in fourth. The Sabres are in seventh. If you're going to think about, again, you've got to run these teams down. If you're going to be in the playoffs, you're going to have to pass one of them at some point. If I would have said to you they were only be four back of Florida, Two months into the season, I might have signed up for that. But the Panthers are struggling. They only have 22 points, the Sabres with 18. So, you know, the Sabres have 
three less points than Washington, four less points than the Rangers. So, I mean, some of these other teams aren't getting out of the gate, but you've got the surprises that are taking up spots in the standings, like the Devils, who are 17-4. and four. Kudos to Lindy Ruff and the coaching staff there. They are off to a tremendous start. Who had New Jersey and the Islanders, one and two in the Metro? I did not, for sure. Boston, Toronto, the top two in the Atlantic, maybe not a surprise there. Florida is probably the biggest surprise in the division right now that they are struggling. But the Sabres uh, have Tampa coming in next Monday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll have it for you right here on the Sabres Radio Network. Injury report time now as we go to it. It's brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Captain Kyle Oposo returned tonight, played 14 minutes, 19 seconds, five shots on goal, tied with Darlene for the most uh, in the game. Gergensons and Oposo came in in the final shift of that first period on a 2-1-1. Gergensons end up shooting it high and wide. Again, you know, a spot there, a clean look. Gergensons has a good shot. You want to have, I think, Schmid at least make the save there. But as Paul said, maybe that was the game plan. There were quite a bit of shots that went up high that ended up missing the net. We saw a couple of crossbars along the way as well. Let's finish up with our final stats now, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. The shot totals end up 44 for the Devils, 34 for the Sabres. Uh, there were really no penalties in this game at all, one per team. That's it. Both teams 0 for 1 on the power play. Buffalo's special teams has been good. You figure power play has been going in the really nice direction. They did not get really any opportunities tonight there other than that one. Akura Schmid picks up the win. 33 saves. Craig Anderson, the loss. 41 saves. Anderson is star number three. Heischer, star number two. Hughes, star number one in front of announced 16,727. Back-to-back games with very good crowds here at KeyBank Center. The Sabres will be home twice next week. Tampa on Monday. On the road in Detroit on Wednesday. And then home here Thursday. Disappointing the Avalanche are in town on a night that the Bills play. Like, I feel like that would be a night a lot of fans would want to come to see the Avalanche in their only visit this year. Uh, by the way, for all of you listening in Buffalo, the game on Thursday against Colorado will be on the bet 1520 with Bills Patriots coverage on our flagship on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, with that, we are going to put a wrap on our postgame tonight. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer back in our Amherst studios. The crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton. Tom Matty is our engineer. Our game announcers were Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. And my name is Brian Koziel. I thank you for listening. Final again, Devils 3, Sabres 1. We will talk Monday night here with the Lightning in town, right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Good night, everyone.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.